Hello, everybody. Welcome to Four J's in a Comic, the special episode. It was like those old days when the annuals used to come out and they're all special, and these are the stories. Weren't this great. is the this is yeah. the foil cover one. Yes. Mm. With me, as always, is the wonderful JP. What's up? And the Joe. The OK Joe. And while our one bald friend Justin couldn't make it, we have replaced him with Marcus, who yeah. has slightly more hair. I got. I got to focus. So I'm drawing penises. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> it's kind of like Justin is still here. <laughs> <laughs> we have these dry erase boards in here to write down our thoughts, so that when we look at them and use them, it's not like paper noise yeah. on the podcast. And yeah, all they no, end up doing no is penises. just a bunch of penis jokes. That's all it is. And what do I have right in front of me? Paper, paper and a pen <laughs> making paper noise taking notes <laughs> it's okay i've given up i've given up those th- those are those are the cockboards that's what they are that's what they are <laughs> let's be honest all right so today we're talking about free comic book day is this, is this podcast uh pg or what, what? Oh, it's whatever dude okay it has, I, I it has justin woods penis. on it <laughs> All right. It is Justin. This is the podcast that originally came up with the idea that Namor, the submarine, submariner. I was here for that when you guys were reviewing Marvels. Yeah. I was, uh-huh. Is it just me, or whenever like a audiobook talks about it, they go, "It's the submariner." I've always pronounced it Mariner. Yes, that's what makes sense to me yeah. too. All right, so free comic book day! Yay! Free comic book day! So we'll have this podcast up before free comic book day, which is. More than we can say about most podcasts that we do. They <laughs> tend to get recorded and then not get put up right away. But we're a little bit behind. We are, we're, <laughs> we're working on that. Yeah. That was like a little jinx moment you guys had there. <laughs> but no one called it. Pinch no one's Coke, getting Coke. Yo, So earlier today, we recorded the Panamega podcast, the Geek Life Panamega podcast on... Some of the smaller titles coming out for free comic Yeah, so the day. titles that are called in the, for those in the know, the titles that are called silver titles. Mm-hmm. So explain that to us, John. When you're ordering comics for the shop for free comic book day, There's, first of all, they're not free, people. Well, you did not know this, they're but they're, free not free, to you. they're not free to John. <laughs> they're not free to me. <laughs> there are two levels. There is a gold level, which this year there are 12 books in the gold level, where in order to be a participating free comic book day retailer, you had to order at least 25 copies of each title. Which is kind of a laughably small amount. Yes. If, if anyone could do free comic book day with only 300 free comics to give out, they're a better or maybe not better store than I am. There would be quite a few disappointed people. Yeah, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, there's 12 for the gold titles, and they're counted up. There were 45 silver titles, which is a ghastly number. Yeah, to order enough for people to have pretty much whatever they want. So with the gold titles, that's where you get your Marvel and your DC and Image and Dark Horse with Avatar and other... Wonderful stuff like that. So that's right. kind of along more what we talk about on the 4Js podcast. While on the Geek Life, they talk about more of the indie comics, which was set up for the silver. So yeah, so we did we did five silver books on the Geek Life podcast, and this is a nice kind of adjunct, uh, you know, connect between our sister podcast. So John, I don't remember Free Comic Book Day from when I was a kid. Can you tell us a little bit about it? It must be a recent development. Well, for those of you that didn't listen to the the Geek Life podcast earlier, let me go in and do a quick recap for you. Free Comic Book Day has been around now for about 14 years. It came out, um, it coincided with the release of the first Spider-Man Sam Raimi movie. And yes, it unbelievably, it has been about 14 years. 14 freaking years. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. That's weird. Um, We're old. (laughs) And it has continued to grow and grow and grow and has become, you know, kind of the, the big holiday for the industry. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the holiday for comic books. And along with that, at our little store, it has graduated from me giving out Free comics. And to, cupcakes. Yeah, and cupcakes. Snow cones and mm-hmm. popcorn. To now it has become kind of a mini indie comic con out there where we have local artists and indie comic book creators, like our friend Marcus here. Yeah. Giving out sketches and selling their comics. And, and Marcus is going to have free prints this time. I'm going to have some free prints on Free Comic Book Day. If you're in the uh, Bay Area, come out you to, to Waterfront like Comics in Sassoon. I don't like many black and white comics unless they have marshmallows in them. Okay, good, good. (laughs) 
and Very pieces good. of bacon. How do you like that bacon girl picture I sent you? That was pretty fantastic. We give away free comics, but no, not everything in the store is free. I've heard that a million times. Yeah, please, please don't. And Can it's like not? people in don't re- even make the joke. Yeah, it's like, like people in it's retail. Not yeah. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And no, people in retail, when someone comes up with something that doesn't have a price on it, oh, I guess it's free then. <laughs> <laughs> That's old. Yeah. And even if you do make the joke, don't be the kind of people that then go, why isn't everything in here for free? Because that makes me even more angry. So everyone just come and have a good time. Get some free comics. Yeah, if you if you come in and, and, and say, hey, is everything free? You have to leave. <laughs> That's the rule. I re- you are fired. I realized just now that with John actually purchasing all the comic books for free comic book day and then distributing them out to little kids, John's like the Santa Claus of comic books. He is. It's my super villain plan, actually. It's to get people to give them comics for free and get them hooked. So then they come out every Wednesday to get the comics that they need to get them through the week. There you go. And I, I, it, I love how our friend Dustin I'm is now coming on Wednesday. It's the greatest. So don't come in and say, hey, is everything free? Because then John's going to kick your ass out. That's what's going to happen. No, not really. But please stop. Just, just stop. <laughs> so there's a ton of free books to come in and check out this weekend. We way, You should totally come and see the books. You can come and check out Meet Marcus in person. We'll be doing a live Geek Life podcast there. So it's going to be lots of fun. And actually, when we do live podcasts at conventions and things like that, we keep a mic flipped around towards the audience so that we can actually get audience participation. So that'll be fun too. Yeah. That was actually last year, how we first kind of, yeah, it's the Genesis first, for this, this it, podcast man. happened because I thought my voice sounded amazing on there and it I'm a does. bit of a narcissist and we wanted to do our own podcast mm-hmm. for the, and luckily I knew the best podcasting people around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had Justin Woods too, whose yeah. voice is just he is just, auditory. His sex. voice is just honey. That almost sounded like an insult to Justin. So, we knew the best people around, and we also knew Justin. Ah. <laughs> it was even better. So the other day, Justin came and brought me lunch because you know that's what a he's bitch a is supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking, we're talking, and this lady walks around the corner without seeing Justin's face and says, "You have an amazing voice. You should have. You should be in radio." And he was like, so what, you're saying my face is all fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, what's funny is that he's been on like a 3D cartoon thing, right? He 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 did Has voiceover. He? Yeah, he did voiceover for NVIDIA at one point. Yeah, for a commercial. Oh, my God. We need to try and find that again. That was so yeah, good. That was pretty good. Awesome. And I like how he just like randomly worked it in like, oh, yeah, on YouTube, here's this, you know, commercial that was a nationwide commercial or whatever and that's my voice he does have an amazing voice he should be a voice actor i'd watch that show whatever it was (laughs) yeah yeah my little pony's friendship is magic (laughs) all of a sudden that show would become awesome and not creepy for men like me have you seen bronies yet the doc the documentary about i have not seen bronies yet is it Interesting. It, they swear by that show, like full-grown adults that are just like hardcore. We, okay, I've said this it. before, but I'm gonna say it one more time. We met some bronies at a convention, did a little interview with them. Really nice people. I had never seen the show, and they kept saying that some of the people that were involved in the Powerpuff Girls were involved in making mm-hmm. that show. And I freaking love the Powerpuff Girls. That is total packed full of just great geeky referency kind of shit. And Definitely not. I mean, like they they made that show knowing that parents will be watching it with their kids, so that there's like stuff that the parents are gonna get, you know. So anyway, I thought, hey, this maybe I'll give it a try. It's it's My Little Pony, but eh, you know, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe I can get behind it. So it turns out that no, it's just a little kids show. It's super saccharine, sweet, and girly, and that's it. That's what it is. There's it's not like it's you know it's it's not like it's quick and witty and 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 has all these like extra things that you would enjoy as a grown man. The documentary like that I watched about sense. Bronies almost made me curious enough to actually watch the pilot. I tried. I watched I watched like 10 episodes. I was waiting for like sooner or later it's something's going to happen in. and I'm going to be gonna like, aha, I get it. Mm-hmm. And a new I'm gonna have My Little Pony cosplay. I do not, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to start no. eating out of a trough. <laughs> I'm going to get golden horseshoes underneath my regular shoes. The key someone who has almost, a, I almost wanted to watch it. Someone who has a 13-year-old daughter. And has a wife that loved the ponies from generation one and two. Mm-hmm. I know way more about ponies than I probably should. Are you a brony? Mm-hmm. I'm not a brony, but he's an I, aficionado. I do <laughs> wish that they had done a My Little Pony free comic book day comic this year. 
Oh, that would have brought people in. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, there was a recent episode of Bob's Burgers where they basically do a whole bit about My Little Pony, except it's their version. And they end up going to a convention, and their daughter, Tina, gets her, like, super rare My Little Pony, well, whatever their version of that is, doll taken. And the dad has to dress up, it's Bob, has to dress up as a brony in, a, in like, a whole freaking horse costume and mm-hmm. get in with the guys that are, like, the cool dudes in the convention that swindled his daughter out of out of her favorite thing that apparently is worth super tons of money. And uh, it's it's an amazing episode, and I would like to watch it with you, John. Yes. Has South Park done a Has South Park done a commentary? I don't on think it yet? they have. No. With as much social commentary as they do, you'd think that would be one of the things. Like yeah. that's pretty weird. It's as confusing. Many... It's confusing, and and you know, yeah, no, it's it's confusing. But as you guys all know me, for the last month, I had to go around to the various McDonald's and go through the drive-through and say. What pony toys do you guys have today? <laughs> I, so I was trying to get Taylor. Toys. Yeah, I was trying to get Taylor a whole set, and we finally did it. Nice. Oh, so, did you give it to her all at once? No, no, no. While oh. we were, yeah. Okay. So it was like, no, we don't need the yellow one. Do you have the rainbow colored one? Or <laughs> it's just interesting. Rainbow that Dash was hard to so find. So much huh? fandom. It was the last one we needed. Rainbow yeah. Dash is awesome. Wait, oh, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting that it's so much fandom around one show. I get yeah. conventions, whether yeah. it be a genre or a comic convention, a horror convention, a toy convention, but like it's one show. Yeah. And so to these people, it's powerful enough that it's it's like Star trouble. Wars for these people. Yeah. It's like what? Well, right. I guess if you think of conventions, it has Star Trek and Star Wars, which is one yeah. show on media. But, so you know, shows so, that have been on. For oh Hasbro, <clears throat> isn't that Hasbro? I, yeah, I believe yeah, so. They, they are they're every they are everything. Speaking of Hasbro, we we're going to talk about, that, about them in a minute. But first, What's Rise that? of the Magi from Image Comics came up. Yes, it was from Top Cow. It is a there's zero issue of a new series that is going to be starting. Um, it was a quick preview. Um, what was super it about? Quick, ten pages of, of story, if that. You know, and the cover is super misleading. You look at the cover, and it's a guy in jeans, like chucks, and a hoodie with a spray can, and it says, Rise of the Magi, and there's like a bunch of ghosts and skulls in the background, and then he's obviously done this bitchin' graffiti thing on the ground that says, Die, witches. And I'm thinking to myself, Infamous. This could be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you open it up, and it's and like all of a sudden you hear... You know, like, like an, an old-timey flute and a bard going, Welcome to old-timey town. And it's it's not it at all. It's it doesn't. It's what? It's, it's an old-timey, angsty teenager who gets his comic books taken away. And he literally gets his comic books taken away, and he wants to become a wizard. And he makes and mends flying carpets. And it, Let this be a lesson to parents. Don't take your kids' comic books away. Mm-hmm. They could become That's wizards. <laughs> They'll become wizards. My On this story, I wish there was more story there. Because yeah, it yeah. looked like, you know, there was something there, but how that relates to the cover versus what the story we read versus that was just such a small portion. And then they had more pages of character designs mm-hmm. in it than, than story. story pages. Yeah. You know, it. well, I had to order 25 of those. <laughs> you know, I had to order 25 of those. You know, it, I thought I was kind of let down by it. No, the cover totally made me think of the game Infamous. Well, the cover, so, yeah. the cover yeah, makes it look awesome. Too. Yeah, it looks like it's kind of urban badass, yeah. urban witchcraft sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like the Dresden Files, the greatest book series of all time. Bam, I said it. And then <laughs> is Dresden Files another name for Mallow Man? <laughs> <laughs> I just is Mallow Man is a book it series? It is. It is. I guess it's about to be a hard. It's about to be a trade paperback. <gasps> trade paperback. What? <laughs> the only thing I wish that they'd also done, you know, to be continued in Rise of the Magi number one. If we had like what even month that is June July August right they didn't they didn't say when it's coming you know it it really didn't leave for a lead in like when is this coming out yeah mm-hmm. you know and uh, it's it's another one of those that's like it's intriguing and when it comes in I might take a peek at it look at some reviews see if it's something that's for me because it's definitely in the realm of something I might enjoy but. Uh, this preview is kind of like, uh, that's not what I was hoping for. Well, and then not having a, any sort of clue to a release date. It's kind of like that convention table that you went to where the guys were like, so we had this idea, <laughs> but we don't, we don't actually jerks. have anything for you. It's like, that's fantastic, but if we don't know, if you don't have any schedule, any plan or anything like that, then you know what are we going to do with it? Like, they got all haughty with me. They wouldn't even give me an interview. <laughs> mm. Unbelievable. They wouldn't even give me a bookmark. They didn't have 
business cards. They had nothing that wasn't like nailed down and they didn't want hard currency for. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So it was a fun read. Fun, short read. Yeah, definitely intriguing. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that I think when it finally does come out, whenever that is, yeah. uh, it'll be on the radar, I think. Mm-hmm. The first 25 people that want it can can definitely get it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If only for the cover art, which is actually really cool. Yeah, like I could see the cover art. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a poster of that. So on to the next one, which is... A, Transformers a, a, versus G.I. Joe. A point of contention. Because speaking of Joes, Joe... Mm. And Marcus, we're not big fans of this one. The Battle Axe. While John Harder, on the other hand, loved it. And I'm not a G.I. Joe or a Transformers fan in the least. I mean, I'm aware of them. I know them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I don't read the comics as they come out now. And they have their, you know, they have their own niche. And it's just not a niche that I check out, you know. But this I absolutely love. This was, I'm probably going to read this comic. Because it's done by um, Tom Skioli. Tom Skioli, who I mean, it's like written and written drawn and drawn by, by Tom Skioli, who is a Jack Kirby aficionado. Mm-hmm. His style screams Jack Kirby. There's Kirby crackle everywhere. Mm. Tom and our friend John Foltz actually worked on a comic together that they were pitching, and they pitched it to Image, and the publisher at Image at the time says, "We like Tom Skioli's art." We don't like your story, John. So they Ouch. they snatched up Tom to work on the series called Godland by Joe Casey, and and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> Poor John. <Wolfs. laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, uh-huh. but it's terrible. Hmm. But so anyway, it, it is this comic essentially is what a Stanley Jack Kirby Transformers vs GI Joe comic would look like in the 60s. It is yeah. deliciously old school. Yes, it reads like a 60s comic. It, it looks has like the a same, 60s comic. I mean, it has the same kind of palette. Yeah, the mm-hmm. same coloring work. Everything is just, it's exactly the way. And I can totally understand people not liking that because mm-hmm. we've come a long way in 45 years. Well, it's yeah, the, the generation gap. So, like, if, you know, the, when you got into comics and when I got into comics, by the time I got into comics, I mean, we're talking about, like, the ultimates. And the artwork was much, much different than what is Brian what Hitch, is this yeah. It's like when I, it's like me trying to get my five year old to play like original NES when he can, you know, jump on the Wii nowadays and it's just like it's world of difference. Yeah. I hate I really hate to say it, but I I opened the book and I got bored by the artwork almost immediately. Yeah. Mm. No, I'll still write, read old school comics. I've got digital copies of the first ten Captain Americas on my phone I've been mm. reading. And I think the only reason they stand up better is because they have all that nostalgia. And yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, this is banking on nostalgia in a big, mm-hmm. fat way. I don't mean, know. There's really nothing else to say about the art other than if you like the old school art and you're looking for a throwback and you do enjoy the good nostalgia, this book has it in spades. And it's done well. It's consistent. It's very entertaining. And... It's got some fun properties that they're working with. I had two emotional reactions to this book. The first one I've already discussed was the boredom, but the second one was the shock and awe on the splash page where a character gets their face blown up and how violent that was. Yeah, well, yeah. That and, came out and, of left And the guy field. gets stabbed in the chest exactly. at the same time. And that was my, this little spoilers, that was my thing in the first few pages. I'm like, why is Snake Eyes talking? Mm-hmm. He's never talked. You know, that, and, and then he pulls his helmet off. Yeah. And then it's like, it's random, just... Good looking guy. And maybe this is backstory. So really lots of good nostalgia on this one, I think. Joe's absolutely right. That page where a unknown character that we're not going to tell you because you should come check the comic out gets shot in the face while stabbing someone else in the chest is pretty gnarly. It's a good Mm -hmm. shot. What I really liked about it was it was was 17 pages, so a little shorter than a comic. But the back matter... We had five pages of the script and yeah, how it came yeah. across. Awesome. And I've always been a big process junkie. Like, how does it get from stage A to B? And seeing it's that, yeah, it was fascinating. And then I even liked that they didn't do in Rise of Magic, they did it here, was we'll be back in 60 days with issue one. So it was now, do you think that this was an old school version of what's coming? Or do you think it's going to continue to be Tom Scioli in that old school? Well, Tom Scioli is known to draw as Kirby. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, it still has kind of that Stanley verboseness in the writing. I mean, I hope it does. I mean, I, I, I enjoy a good throwback. So yeah. especially when I know what's going on and if it's just a miniseries. Now, what 
kind of bummed me out about it too. There was a lot of G.I. Joe and just a teeny just tiny a bit touch of, of Transformers, yeah. yeah. Like it was they really didn't fit in that story until the very last page. Yeah, and the question is why were the Transformers there? And it doesn't explain it in no. the slightest. I guess we'll have to in sixty days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More. Ma ma ma. And then as a retailer, you know, I look through the whole thing to even see like the house ads and stuff because part of giving this out is hoping that it pumps up other stuff. And it talks about the Transformer G.I. Joe series that they're putting out through IDW and a page of the different trades that they have out, even a thing for check out our My Little Pony comic. Because it's just pure Hasbro Yeah, it's pure Hasbro Mania. See, what I want to see is I want to see a G.I. Joe, Transformers, and My Little Pony crossover. That's Mm. what I'm talking about. Bumblebee being driven by Rainbow Dash, going to fight, like going to run so, over Snake Eyes. So Cobra, Snake Eyes? is it? No. So Cobra and the Decepticons invade Equestria. Yes, and the ponies use their magic to pull GI Joe and the, and the Autobots, Autobots to come save to them. come save them. I think that this is a Taylor fan fiction that needs to happen. And then along the way, they could have Spike transform into a real dragon. <gasps> I don't know who Spike wow, is. Wow, We're talking wow, about Buffy wow. the Vampire Slayer now? No, he's a little no. tiny dragon. And I watched 10 episodes. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of dragons and little girls, my little girl, Taylor, is also way into dragons. And the Marcus, a few months ago, drew a great, a great thing of a little girl blowing bubbles with her pet dragon. And that is now framed and in Taylor's room. Is Thank it really? That's space. awesome. Cool. Thank you. I like it when my artwork has frames around it because it makes you feel <laughs> fancy. I'm, I swear to God, I'm going to go buy monocle one of these days. You oh, are fancy. Just wear it around town with my hoodie. You should wear a double monocle instead of the glass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Two chains hanging up yeah. either side. Excuse me, sir. Take one out. <laughs> Pardon me. Take out the other. <laughs> so speaking of kids' properties, next up we're talking about Rocket Raccoon, which is Rocket Raccoon of the Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. Now, this is a specifically... The forthcoming for movie. And yeah. as a retailer, this is what I can get behind. Marvel's promoting a new movie, and Rocket Raccoon's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to love this book. Mm-hmm. And... Hell, man, I loved it. It was yeah. really entertaining. Yeah. Rocket is a great character. Rocket seems like another one of those characters that... When somebody says, yeah, it's a raccoon who can talk from space and shoots laser beams. It's kind of like, that sounds stupid. You know, but then you see it and you're like, oh, all right, I kind of like it now. Well, and then to put it on the big screen, too, people were thinking, like, how are you going to do a talking raccoon? Like, that's ridiculous. But then they did it. And with Bradley Cooper's voice, it looks amazing. Yeah, I watched The Winter Soldier again last night. And the commercial for Guardians came on. And I just was like, this looks so great. It does. It's and, and I don't they, even really know who any of those guys are, really. I've never read Guardians. Well, like, okay, I'm on uh, I'm on Think Geek with you guys, so I talk about a lot of indie comics, so not a lot of people know about my preferences for uh, the mainstream, but I uh, I prefer... Think Geek? Think Geek. Geek Life. Geek Life, sorry. Think Geek is the website you can buy geeky stuff from. So start over. Uh, so I'm on Geek Life, uh, the Pan Omega podcast, where we talk about a lot of indie comics, so, mm. you know, the general public might not... Lo- might not know a lot about my uh, comic book preferences, but I'm big into Marvel more so than DC. And um, one of the titles that I pick up is Guardians of the Galaxy because I didn't know anything about them. I knew the movie was coming out, and because they, you know, relaunched recently, it was a nice jumping-on point. Um, and I love Rocket Raccoon. Mm. Um, like you said, an amazing character. Did at any point in this book did he say, "I'll murder you"? No, no, as as this the kids one, one well, no. Kids. no, yeah, it's it's aimed it's squarely aimed at the kids market. So he did not say that, but he may have said that in the the, the one Guardians we're that we're going to review at the end of the podcast. Though. That was such a great way to introduce. Um, okay, we'll save it. That was freaking awesome. So yeah, this one's great. Basically, Rocket and friends, including Groot, of course. I am Groot. Groot. Jump I onto this ship and try Groot. and save this princess, and she turns out that she doesn't need so much saving as she needs like just for somebody to open the door, and then she can like whoop ass all the way off the ship because she's a <laughs> absolute warrior princess. So, yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought this was really fun. You know, I mean, it's definitely aimed at kids, but it felt like it was really well put together. It didn't seem like they pulled a bunch of punches and were like, it's for kids, so we'll make it stupid. It was actually really entertaining. I hope it's not too pompous of me to uh, critique a professional, but there there are two panels in particular that I was kind of like, what? There's a panel when they're about to get on the ship. And she's almost not on the ship and she has her hand out. And to me, that panel reads as, will she get on the ship? And then the next panel is just the ship flying away. 
I feel like they should have completed that thought until they went to the escape shot. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, did they leave her yeah. ass behind or what's going? You know, just like a. You wanted to see like a hands grabbing. Yeah, just yeah. A sort of really yeah. tiny yeah. Little, little transition box between the two of just the hands. Well, they, exactly, Rocket, that's all they needed. Rocket and Princesses holding hands. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I thought it was really, really entertaining. It made me want to read something that is specifically about Rocket. And that is what I, as a retailer, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, it did a good job. You know, because it's it's doing a good job to get people to want to come back. Is that all Scotty Young? No. He just did the cover. Yeah, he just did the cover of the insides there. Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. There are some serious winners for the covers. Like the Magi one, V-Wars, Rocket, Raccoon, like some good stuff. Do you have any more what if um, with the Scotty Young of the, the Marvel old characters <laughs> in the store still? You know what no. I'm talking about? The, the Marvel what if one shot? Of, no, we're out of all the Scotty. Oh, yeah. the what if they aged in the other way? Yeah. Yeah, that's or a great aged comment. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> so after that really entertaining rocket entry, there is a, in my not so humble opinion, incredibly freaking lame Spider-Man one. Yeah, and that I just could not get behind. It's and based on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. That's on, and Disney, it's a reprint right? of one of the the comics that have already come out. But it's aimed not at thirty year old men, but at eight to. That's 12 right. Year old, I'm thirty now. Shit. At eight to twelve year old children, you know, and old as fuck. Yeah, but still, <laughs> <laughs> still, but but still, like I feel like something can be aimed at children. But still be quality enough and entertaining enough so that if, they, was. if their parents are reading yeah. it or watching it with them, they can be like, that's not probably what I would choose over anything else, but this is entertaining. I.e. Powerpuff Girls, Samurai Jack. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, to be honest with you, a lot of the all ages stuff that's coming out is some of the good. It's some of the most quality stuff that's coming out. Oh, dude, out I've been store. reading the regular show. I've been reading Samurai Jack. By the way, Samurai Jack, those comics like absolutely need to be read. Hmm. They are freaking excellent. And uh, someone who grew up as a, uh, you know, doing martial arts as a kid and then transitioned into teaching martial arts and is currently teaching martial arts, they have the martial arts moral system in check. Like Jack is a kind of character who you can get behind as um, someone who is a martial artist and has, you know, read philosophy books and come up in that world. And like that, Jack is a guy you can get behind. Jack is a real martial artist. He does do what he does for others. He's a selfless, hardworking, good guy. And I'm a huge, huge fan of the show. Oh I love God, the so show. Good. I have the first two issues at home in my stack of comics that I need to read right underneath. It's uh, phenomenal. I think there's, what, eight, eight, eight comics out right now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's a bunch. The, the thing about Jack that's so great is that so much martial arts fiction is so out of alignment with the moral system that is taught in martial arts schools and traditional martial arts. It's all, you killed my master, prepare to die, or I'm going to take revenge on you, or blah, blah, blah. It's all this like violent, revenge, selfish bullshit. Which well, even is in popular stuff like turtles. Totally. Mm. And that is just not how martial artists work. That is not how that culture works. Maybe that's how the sort of meathead MMA kind of crap does, but that's not... The traditional martial arts samurai, budo, bushido method. It is not about that. And we're going to get into too much detail. There, there are sort of like, there's like rule structure for revenge stuff in Japan, Japanese culture. But that's not what I mean. What I mean is that so much martial arts fiction, the characters are driven by anger, revenge. And what's cool about Jack is that that's not who he is. Jack is a real selfless martial artist that is out for the greater good. And it's just awesome to see something that's really entertaining that is aimed for kids, but is still entertaining for adults, that puts out that, you know, reality of what a real good martial arts really is. Like, that's awesome and rare. Anyway, not that we're talking about that. Talking about Rocky Raccoon. No, we're talking yeah. about the stupid freaking, stupid freaking ultimate Spider-Man bullshit. That's right. If stupid you've ever... Freaking ultimate Spider-Man bullshit. If you've ever watched the show, it's like trying to watch Spider-Man as written by Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Huh? I just... Yeah, they cut away to weird things, and no, can't do it. no it's it There's, makes no sense. My kids love that show. I can't stand it. There's one episode that I can get behind though, and it's only because it's the Deadpool episode, <laughs> and that wackiness and silliness Fits. makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the rest of it is just when he's not picketing old. Christians. <laughs> and then there's the Guardians. Well, there's the episode where Spider-Man goes with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I let the wackiness slide just because I like the Guardians. Mm -hmm. And the Guardians seem like they could 
pull off some wackiness, it seems. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, they got a talking tree and raccoon on their ranks. So, yep. so next up, we're going to talk about... DC Comics Future's End. This came out of left field and was really good. Yeah, like yes. I said, I'm not a huge DC fan, but I really, yeah. really enjoyed this. Well, I love me some Batman Beyond, yeah. like yeah. in a well, big, bad way. And it's dark as hell, but... I was a huge DC fan until about September of 2011. <laughs> <laughs> and... I know a lot of other people that were huge DC comic fans until about September of 2011. See, I never picked up a DC book until about September of 2011. It's kind of divided. You know, the people that grew up and loved DC comics felt really, I don't know, betrayed that things that they had invested so much of their life in now were different. And I wouldn't even had so much of a problem if they had come out and said, this is a new starting point. But they didn't. They said, oh, yeah, the other stuff just happened. It just, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> because they didn't know what they had yeah. going on. You know, it was... They didn't coordinate. No, they, no it move, was... Move along. Nothing to see here. Move along. It, it, it's exactly. You know, it was kind of like... Just keep reading. I made this joke on Facebook about Free Comic Book Day and what kind of villain I would be. And... <laughs> And I would be I would be called the comic book man. And once a year, I would give away free comics in my nefarious plot to have people come back every Wednesday, get the comics they became hooked on. But then, unfortunately, I would be thwarted by an even bigger villain named John's Lee Dodato, <laughs> who came and destroyed this universe and then is passing it off as it's as good as the old, but it's not. You know, it's kind of and so everyone on these anti DC comics boards that that follow me, you know, ha ha laugh, you know, that was the best of the day. But I really liked Future's End, that being said. I wish that when they relaunched DC on September 11th, this was kind of how they relaunched it. Yeah. You know, as we're set five years in the future, the future's all messed up. We're going back in time to fix it, but we didn't make it there. And then take it off from there. So what this is, it's the zero issue of a new weekly series that we'll be launching Two weeks after Free Comic Book Day. Weekly? Wow. Yeah. Weekly series. Sheesh. So it's going to be an investment. And, you know, I had a little bit of trepidation ordering it, going, my DC sales have been down. They pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people aren't buying DC Comics now. But after reading this, I went and upped my order for Future's End because I think it was very solid and it's something I can get behind promoting. Can you hold a copy for me? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> but I won't be like that guy that called me and wanted me to set all of my Spider-Man 20 copies for me. <laughs> Can you put all the Spider-Man copies away for me? I may come and get them over the weekend. You may. The answer is no. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, on Facebook, as soon as that was said, someone else was like, Can you hold a copy for me? And you're like, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between someone cold calling me that I have never mm -hmm. heard from before and someone that comes in weekly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They buy Spider-Man every week when they come out. The enemy in the Zero Issue of Future's End. Have we heard of this? The Eye? Yes. So who is this guy? Or gal or, or force or whatever? Well, originally created by my hero, Jack Kirby, was this thing called OMAC. and standing for One Man Army Corps. And it was a guy that could tap into this floating satellite called Brother Eye and then given superpowers like Superman. Post-apocalyptic wasteland, all that stuff. About 2005-ish, DC had a series called Infinite Crisis, which it is then revealed that Batman was the one that built Brother Eye to keep an eye on all things going going on that he could, you know, protect better. And the AI went crazy and has now become this thing where it creates OMAX and... You can turn ordinary people in the OMAX and go around destroying things. And so that's what that, that yeah, that's what it everybody's is. this basically like we are Legion, yeah. we are Brother I, join the Borg. Yeah, it, it really, it, this future Zen really did feel like like people with iPhones. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got assimilated then. You did, John. <laughs> we are one now. It's Joe and I. No, the best I. part is, is that afterwards we're talking about some stuff. And I can't remember quite what it was, but you, you were like, and I hate this about this Android phone I had, and I hate this about this Android phone. I was like, you can you can turn those things off in the settings. And you were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, made, you made the right choice, John. The iPhones are perfect. 
Everyone Marcus, you one. are a you are one a Apple fanboy, so there that is one of us. one of us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and if I had known that, I would probably still be using my Android phone. <laughs> I think you would have been disappointed, though. Let's be honest. Android phones have only gotten really excellent within the past couple of years. For a long time, they're kind of like eh, okay, but now they're competing and beating uh, Apple hands down. Yeah. This morning, my iPhone got me made me coffee before I got out of bed. Just saying. It made you coffee. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'd like to see that. And then it rubbed my back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can it bake a cake? Of course it can. It can be, what is does it, thing does called? It write, does it write your comics What too? is the multiple level? Um, can, can it make a ch- chirpumple? It made a chirpumple. <laughs> and no, my iPhone did not write my comics because otherwise it would be far superior. <laughs> <laughs> but it, t- it does take all your money, though. It does take all my money. So after fighting Brother Eye for a while, several of the heroes, well, basically all the heroes on the entire Earth, save Batman and Batman Beyond... Or, you know, Terry. Bruce and Terry. They survive, and Batman has a brilliant plan, because he always has a brilliant plan. Because he's Batman. Because he's Batman. He, he wakes up in the morning and pisses excellence. He came up with the idea of going back in time and stopping Brother Eye from ever being created. Mm-hmm. And, of course, because it means he's, stopping himself. Which means stopping himself, exactly. And what's cool about that is that he's basically, you know, sending himself back or basically planning on sending you know someone back to stop something in a manner that would not normally be allowed by batman towards the end of it they're like do not try and contact clark but that clark do not try and contact batman yeah me we are going to try and stop you talking to terry yeah. i feel like that i mean not that's to, interesting it makes it to, makes tension you know <laughs> not to critique batman's plan but i feel like bruce was wrong, and I think that Clark could have actually put an end to it. No, no, Superman will never kill unless it's you know the Man of Steel movie, which was yeah, awesome. but he would have figured out a way to stop it before it got to what it was. That's the thing, though, knew. is that basically the, their plan to stop this is oh yeah, that's right. That you have to, it, that somebody has to die. Yeah, I can't remember who it would be. Who would that be, John? I I don't know. Yeah, so it's yeah. not clear. Yeah. Anyway, basically, they're looking at trying to go back and stop this from happening, and to do so, they're looking at having to kill someone, and so he's saying like. Don't talk to Batman. Don't talk to Superman because we're going to try and stop you because that's our kind of one rule. No killing. Because they're bitches. And also awesome. (laughs) So as someone that's kind of got away from reading DC Comics lately, I really enjoyed this. I plan on reading Future's End as it comes out weekly. And that's about the highest compliment I can give a DC comic right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you th- does it look like Terry's going to be a big main character? Because I could get behind that because I like Terry. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Now, Terry... Batman Beyond, that whole universe, was that originally just the television show and then became comics? Yes. Or, okay. I like how sometimes if something comes along that's good enough that is outside of the comic book universe, the comic, like the actual sequential art universe, extended, mm. animated or whatever, and they're like, that's so good, we should make comics about it. Like, that's pretty cool. And with Batman Beyond, I generally did not like the show at first because I'm like, it's not Batman. What is up with this? <laughs> right, right, right. But then when I actually sat down and watched it, I love Batman. That's Beyond. a great show. And it is Batman because yeah. Terry would not be able to do half of the shit or save or figure almost any of the stuff that he does without having Bruce in his corner. Yeah. I mean, Bruce is basically like his Jarvis in that show. Now, does Batman Beyond take place after the Dark Knight or is the Dark Knight even in that timeline? It's not even in that timeline. Okay. I was going to say, I wonder if what would happen. I mean, they'd obviously... You lose a, a butt ton He's of money. He's about that age, though, right? Yeah. Hmm. But what would happen if there were a DC was ever to be like, you know what? This is the end of Batman's story. He's done. And then just no more Batman comics came out. Nope, not gonna happen. They've tried and they well, bring him back. No way. They would. They He's would, died. What twice? Yeah. I mean, yeah. but yeah, that's like a constant. You know, most of the my, the comic constants have now been over and ruled. Bucky's back. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason Todd's back from the dead. But there will never be a time when DC doesn't publish a Batman comic. Yeah, right? Batman and Superman will always exist forever, mm-hmm. period. And just like Spider-Man, even if it's just a clone of him. With Dr. Octopus's brain. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that so they were doing that, stupid. I was like, what the hell? I, can't, I cannot get behind that shit. Shockingly enough, Wednesday, the day before the new Amazing Spider-Man opens... Amazing Spider-Man number one comes out with the return of Peter Parker. You're going to hold 20 copies for me, right? That one I can actually do. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So finally, finally, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Which to me was a perfect free comic book day comic. Perfection. You can pick this comic up not having read any Guardians of the Galaxy. And within 12, like me, within 12 pages, you know 
all the exactly what's going to happen, all the characters, what's coming up, the pertinent information, and like you're interested. It ties into a movie, so it will have legs. The unlike Flash Thompson. Unlike, <laughs> unlike, unlike Damn Flash it, Thompson. beat me to it. <laughs> I didn't even hear Son it. Of a bitch. Unlike Flash Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> now, when did he that become good and a giant soldier dude? Flash Thompson or, or Venom? Venom. About three years ago. Okay. Because mm-hmm. to me, yeah. that was like, when he did that, I was like, huh? Yeah, they kind of passed the symbiote around a little while. Well, the symbiote had like children and clones, right? Yeah. Like yeah, all kinds killed, of different. I, they supposedly killed all the the children and clones, but um, so the only symbiotes that are in existence would be him and Carnage. Him and Carnage now, yeah, and anti venom and anti venom and Eddie Brock. Yeah. Eddie Brock, oh my hero. Mm. Okay, let me tell you, everyone, I love Eddie Brock Venom with a fucking passion, and my two year old has a Venom shirt that he walks around the house in and says, and he looks at you and goes, and he goes, I'm, I'm Venom. Venom, and it is the most terrifying thing, but I'm so proud. <laughs> I love you, Charlie. But they eventually capture the symbiote. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with it and figure out a way to kind of contain it. So how, how it originally started was they had the symbiont bond with Flash Thompson, but it could be not be bonded for no more than 24 hours. Otherwise, the aggression the aggression and all that started coming out. Of course, by the end of like the 10th issue of Venom, that had all gone haywire. So now it was bonded with Flash, so much so that now it's so completely bonded that if they break the symbiosis, like happened in Superior Spider-Man, the Flash Thompson will die within like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So the Guardians of the Galaxy comic is showing how the Flash Thompson Venom is joining the Guardians, and then it introduces like Earth's representation, Earth's representation, yeah. mm-hmm. and then it introduces you to all the different members of the Guardians who really they are, well. what they did really, really well. well. And it's not one of those cheesy like you know like 70s ones where it was like three pages of recap for the comic you just read. And then even better that I liked was the Guardians of the Galaxy that came out this week is the first one with Flash Thompson. So you can pick this up, read it if you enjoy it, then go out to the stands immediately immediately, and get the, the issue of Guardians of the Galaxy with Flash Thompson in it. Um, I remember on Facebook when Marvel put out a teaser image of uh, the team and said that somebody will be joining the team. And what they did was they had the entire team on this cover of the free comic book day, Guardians of the uh, Galaxy. And they had only a silhouette of Venom with a question mark in the middle. And I, you know, I, I'm not that smart, so I couldn't figure out who it was. And when they finally revealed it was going to be Venom, and I'm reading the Guardians of the Galaxy, I about pissed myself. I was so happy. <laughs> and, I mean, I love Eddie Brock, but Flash Thompson looks really look really amazing. And I'm going to go back and read all of the uh, Asian Venom stuff because he just, he's... Badass is what it comes down to. I mean, like to have the, to see the venom in this in so in the same way for so many years, and then have him transform into like this armored soldier with weaponry is just really cool. It's, now, it's, does the does the, the symbiote make weapons for him to use? Does no. he like he no. like transformed into the symbiote, and all of a sudden he has this giant gun? No, no, he just has a gun because guns are cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has it hiding in his wheelchair. Guns are cool, kids. <laughs> if you want to come get some candy, John Harder is open at Waterfront Comics. <laughs> The other thing I liked about this from a retailer point of view is the house ads for the Guardian of the Galaxy trades that I also have downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then after the Guardian story, there's some oh, Thanos. Yeah. We, get, we get like a eight page preview of a new Thanos graphic novel that's coming out that it even says Thanos graphic novel will be out in. So not issues, an August. actual graphic novel. Yeah, not ongoing. Like, yeah, no. And it's on sale in August. It says right there. Is it going to be ongoing or is it just a one shot? It's a it's a one shot, like 128 page graphic Very novel. Very cool. What Marvel's been doing lately is they're doing original graphic novels that kind of tie in to their movie properties that are coming out. They did an Avengers original one when the Avengers movie was out. A Spider Man one is just out right now, which is really good. An X Men one will be coming out when the X Men movie comes out, and then Thanos close to when the Guardians movie comes out later in the summer. Did you notice the cover? The what's different about how it originally was laid out at all? On on the, the Guardians, yeah, on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Originally, when I said the teaser that they showed on Facebook, where they had the question mark over the the Venom silhouette, the Peter Quill that was in front was the Peter Quill that was in issue point one and and one, starting from the relaunch, and they've revamped him to look just like the Peter Quill that's going to be in the movies. Yeah. So there are. I Except mean, we haven't seen the mask in the movies yet. I don't think in the commercials. Yeah, they a, just started in the latest oh, yeah. trailer. Yeah. Cool. And then finally, there was another like eight-page Spider-Man 
story for a Spider-Man storyline that's starting in November. So this this book, when people pick it up, Guardians that they can get right now, a Thanos teaser for August, and then a Spider-Man storyline for November. It's it is a yeah. perfection as far as I mean, that's exactly how free comic book day comics should be done. Yeah, really, I mean, really good. Great job, Marvel, which is something I, I tend not to say a lot, you know, and uh, but I'm jaded. So great job on this. And the story was story was excellent. Great jumping on point. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one that, you know, I can pass out for for a while, even after free comic book day. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I like the in one of the scenes where after Tony Stark tells flash that we need you to represent humans uh, on the team of the guardians they're just like immediately outside the door and they're like yeah i'm glad because uh you're we're out, out of pickles, of pickles. Yeah. and um yeah, i like how they're all there the whole time he's like are you sure you you didn't hallucinate this tony like yeah this sounds a little fantastical and then as soon as he's There's like good all right, humor. i'll do it and then they're like really just bang humor. they all jump right in and then even rocket's just kind of like uh this guy's in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he think he's smart or something, but we don't really need a guy in a wheelchair. And then no, I, was, I was just expecting like, legs. Yeah. And then starts just like suit up, and you get this fucking amazing, um, not quite splash page, but like full size image of Flash transforming into Venom. That just looks so cool. Well, and the one where it's zoomed in on him, as it says, you know, suit up, it actually has some of the goo coming around and making teeth and stuff. Oh, God. I was was fucking fanboy. (laughs) I had a comic book boner for that hardcore. And then I love the panel where Groot's in the office, and he's talking in the background to the the tree that's just in there. He's just like, I am Groot. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it's more of a, I am Groot. (laughs) I am Groot. I am Groot. How are you doing? Why was Miss Marvel on the front of it of the cover? Because she's be... going to be joining the team soon. I, I hate covers that don't show you what's in that actual issue. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to say spoilers. Spoilers. She'll oh. be joining the team soon. I, yeah, I mean, you had to figure. But her helmet looks ridiculous. True. Agreed. They gave her, the a, her her helmet gives her a mohawk. Like <laughs> whatever. Venom, I don't care. <laughs> Venom's there. Go Venom. Yeah, this is like design for Marcus. This is <laughs> Guardians and Venom. It's like, okay. Okay, I'll read that. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely five of five of the free comic book day stuff. Yeah. And if you guys don't mind, I'm going to do a quick monologuing for a minute. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. The other day, I went to a doctor appointment for a sleep study. And walking to get to the sleep study, I had to walk past the oncology department. And... Marcus and I are both parents, and we're lucky to have fantastic, amazing, well, children. And when I was walking past the oncology department, there was, unfortunately, some children there to get chemo and all that. And one of the things we do with Free Comic Book Day, as well as giving out free comics, is we try to do a little thing for charity. So we will have a bucket out for St. Baldrick's Foundation, which goes to help find cures for childhood cancer. If you guys have some change and dump it in there, how I got started on this is one of the kids that comes in here to buy comics has a congenital heart defect. So he's at the hospital probably more than he's out. And the mom and him come in. And this kid, even though he has that, still shaves his head once a year for the St. Baldrick's Foundation to raise awareness for cancer research. So, like I said, we will have, you know, a little like throw your change in here if you want to make a donation and all of that is going to going to be going to St. Baldrick's. One of my high school friends who we recently caught up with on Facebook actually yesterday just walked 45 miles in order to raise money for childhood cancer. So I want to say good wow, job to amazing. Trevor Hibbert. And he was on Facebook. One of these people said, cause he works at a radio station and they're saying, Oh, you're just pulling at people's heartstrings spelled H A R T strings mm-hmm. in order to G I T people to give you money. And he's like, no, you're not giving me money. If I make any money, it will be just picking up the loose change that I see while I'm walking. But the, the money is going for, to help cancer research. So none of the money is going to be going to here. It's you know all going to be going to cancer research. So if you guys just have some change you want to get rid of, dump it in the bucket. And sorry to bring you down, but we're all going to have a great time on free comic book. Oh day. yeah. It's going to be great. As long as it, hope it doesn't rain. That would be no, it's supposed to be in the eighties. Beautiful. And I bought everyone canopies. I bought eight. I bought eight canopies. Yeah, pop after, up. So after last year. So yeah. much. Wow. So never let it be said that you guys aren't worth twenty five dollars a canopy to me. To yeah, nice and gold. 
John, you are easily one of the most generous people I know. Seriously. Oh, oh stop Comic it. book Santa Claus, I'm telling you. <laughs> we so so on the podcast I was on the other day, Geeks with Wives, they they had this guy on that basically he collects comic books to donate to kids to to like improve literacy. That's awesome. That's his thing. That's what he does. And a lot of the comics he sends overseas to kids who are in super impoverished areas that just don't have access to anything. And he's like in the in the south mm-hmm. and in his areas, like the nearest comic book shop is like over an hour away. And so a lot of the people that he helps out are like in these like don't even have television, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that was really amazing. And one of the things that he said was, you know, because we were asking him, like, hey, what about Free Comic Book Day? And he's like, Free Comic Book Day for me is Halloween. I give out comic books on Halloween. Me too. That's what he does. And that's completely awesome. And I was going to ask you that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually have, it's not as big as Free Comic Book Day, but they have a Halloween Comic Fest where it's kind of like a Free Comic Book Day for October. That's and awesome. the comics do you do are, something for that each yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. We, we always get, every year we pass out comics and kids are disappointed because I'm not giving them candy. But... <laughs> <laughs> Rats. Shut up and read something. And usually they're not the full-size comics like this. They're probably about half-size comics, 16 pages, generally aim more towards young readers. Sure. Like they did a Turtles one last year and Bone. Which is always amazing. Stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, and we definitely take part of that for uh, Halloween as well. And there will probably be some Halloween Comic Fest comics downstairs that were left over as part of what we're giving out for Comic Book Day this year. Awesome. And that is all we had to say. I hope you enjoyed this couple of hours of us talking about free comics. And <laughs> I certainly enjoyed talking about it with you guys, like Definitely. as always. And, oh, yeah. you know, I have 2,000 comic books to give out on Saturday. And I hope to, you guys come down and are one of the people that get them. That would be amazing. Hope to see you guys there. Remember, come check out Marcus's table to see Mallow Man. And you can see the, the Geek Life podcast crew. That's Joe, Marcus, and I doing a live podcast. So that'll be fun. We'll see you guys there. (laughs) Good night. Good night and good luck. You make. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you can't do that? <laughs> that that, that you know, shit just p- fucking tickles me. <laughs> 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 <laughs>